Hey everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wild, a podcast about film, always counting down to next year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello. And I'm Nick Rohrkraut. And today we have a really fun episode planned for you. We are going to be doing a 2020 award season draft game. Just crazy, honestly. We have so many rules and it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we describe the draft, welcome back, Bennett. Hello. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be back. Very excited to get the invite. (laughs) I know I've listened to some of the other games that you guys have done, like 1975 or the popular Oscar. I've always been like, oh, if only I had been able to join. (laughs) Um, So very honored that you welcomed me back. The chaos is about to ensue. But I do love when we do these kinds of things. They're inventive. I am worried for how this is going to go down, though. (laughs) (laughs) These games are really fun. And I think that in a year filled with so much uncertainty and we're not sure when any of these movies are going to be coming out. Mm -hmm. It just adds a layer of fun to it. Before we get into the rules, though, I want to ask both of you, have you ever done a draft of any kind, like fantasy football, baseball, anything like that? I have never done a draft. The fact that you mentioned sports should tell you that, no, I have not either. (laughs) (laughs) There's my answer. Yeah, drafts are so much fun. I've done fantasy football, of course, very, very competitive with drafts. So I will try my best. It's probably good that we're not in the same room that we're doing this virtually. So in this game, our 2020 award season draft, we will each try to draft our best possible teams heading into award season. Because so much of this is up in the air, it'll be even more fun. And I have to say this was partially inspired by the fantasy man draft that my friends and I had at the beginning of quarantine. It sounds just as wild as it is and honestly should have been its own podcast. I will tell you guys more about that offline. And also by the big picture podcast, they did a 2010 movie draft. Right. I was just going to say that one, too. That was a lot of fun to listen to. And this whole thing could be invalidated if the 2020 Oscars don't happen. So <laughs> definitely part of when I was looking through um, kind of the landscape for the upcoming few months or I guess into February at this point, that part not only not knowing what is going to be released, but if it's released, will it even be eligible, assuming that the eligibility rules still have some fluidity to them coming up and then the question of if the oscars will even happen and this will just have been a fun exercise Um, both possibilities it was exciting either way a little stressful but either way it'll be fun yeah so we do have a bunch of rules that we'll go through so that all of you can understand what we're doing so the first rule each of us will select three films two actors two actresses two production companies or producers two directors, two additional creatives, and one wild card pick from any of the above categories. So the actor and actress categories can be lead or supporting, and then the creatives can be anything besides the ones we mentioned. And as we go through award season, we will be keeping track of how well our picks do, what nominations they get, and what wins they get at most of the major guild awards and industry awards, as well as a couple critics awards. And we'll be selecting our picks via snake draft. So we will not be going in order necessarily that the categories are listed. We can feel free to start wherever we'd like. We have free reign of the board. And our order, so I promise you guys I didn't cheat. I <laughs> The first pick is not what you want necessarily, but our order for picking, it will go, 
I will go first, then Nick will go second, and then Bennett will go third, and we'll be keeping you posted on our order throughout the episode. So when we draft, we'll specify which category our pick belongs in. So for example, if we had played in 2018 and you wanted Bradley Cooper, you would have to say if you want him for actor, producer, or director specifically. But you can't draft the same person in multiple categories or draft someone else's pick in a different category. So take that same example. If I took Bradley Cooper in the actor category, Sophia couldn't take him in the director category. So Bradley Cooper would be off the table. I love how much we're talking about Bradley Cooper. Clearly I wrote these rules. (laughs) But you can pick multiple creatives for the same film. So let's say I am really all in on Mank. I could take both David Fincher for director and Mank for film. But going along with that, you can also pick a separate person from a film that is already taken. So if Sophia had taken... David Fincher for director, I could still take Gary Oldman for actor. Your picks in the film category are eligible for points in all categories where that film could win an award, not just best picture. So it's sort of an uh, umbrella category, whereas all other categories are specific to just their specific category. Uh, So for example, last year, say you selected Parasite in the film category, then you would have picked up points for best picture, director, screenplay, international feature as well as all the other nominations that it got and after we draft our teams we will post them on twitter so you can vote on whose team you think will do the best during award season so then when we come back to these picks next may which seems light years away from (laughs) now we're going to tally up all of our drafts all of our points from nominations and winners so each nominee is gonna earn one point and then each winner four points And finally, while we go through, each of us will just have one minute to choose their pick for that round. Hopefully keep us from going (laughs) long-winded on our picks, but also make sure that once our favorites are stolen, that we have to make a fast choice to pivot somewhere else. No two-part episode this time, Bennett, sorry. (laughs) I blocked off the next four hours, though, so I mean, that's probably wise. (laughs) I have to say. All right. <laughs> oh my God, Me so too. Nervous. I'm like so anxious, <laughs> even though I'm picking first. Uh. All right. So we talked about having this year of uncertainty. And the one thing we know to be certain is that Netflix is making movies. So with my number one selection in the production company category, I am choosing Netflix. That was the one I was hinging on. Yes. But question for when we say production company, do we mean production company or distribution company because if you look at the credits netflix is not producing that many (laughs) they're distributing a ton so i'm realizing that we didn't clarify because production companies and distribution companies are different even though netflix can distribute films and produce them i would still get mank but i think since we didn't clarify ahead of time you might have prepared production companies that are actually distributing we will just allow all of them but I'm changing the rules and making an executive decision. Even though, Bennett, you were probably prepared and looked at it the right way. Wow, changing the (laughs) rules after the game has begun. (laughs) Okay, so I knew you were going to take one of maybe two or three. So I'm going to kind of follow that and go with Mank for a film. (gasps) Oh my god. You knew you were going to lose out a ton here. No, I knew that. I knew that. I knew. All right, Bennett, you're up. And now I have two choices to make. I'm going to take The Five Bloods for film i maybe a theme with my picks will be that i am pretty risk averse so the fact that 
it has already come out and done so well and could potentially hit in so many categories. I'm going to take Dead Five Bloods in film. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. What's your Me second too. one? <laughs> and then my second one, um, I'm going to take David Fincher for oh. Mank as director <laughs> to give Ooh, it back to I, Sophia after her rule change. Okay. All right. Taking my guy. It's fine. I think I also know your next pick, Sophia. This is going to upset Are you. you I'm taking me? Delroy Lindo for best actor for Defy Bloods. Fine. <laughs> my favorite performance of the year so far. I was going to select him. I was also going to select Venture. My next pick. So one of the rules that we established with film was that film can scoop up technical categories, which is why my next pick is Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. Ugh. Who knows when it's going to come out, but... <laughs> well, it's still slated for November, right? Yeah, it is. As, as of recording. As of recording, exactly. And then, okay, my next pick, I'm going to select a producer. And by doing this, I'm also blocking him from the director category. I'm selecting the icon Steven Spielberg, who is a producer on Trial of the Chicago 7 Ooh. and West Side Story. <laughs> okay, crossing out everything on my list right now. <laughs> I have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> this is when it gets tricky. Okay, for production, distribution company, I'm going to take A24. Okay. The shorts I am currently wearing, one of my favorites ever. <laughs> I think I have those same shorts, and they're great. Yes, thanks to me, you do. I was wondering when A24 was going to get taken. So Spielberg is just Spielberg's out, off the right? table. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take uh, my first production company, and take Warner Brothers. They have a couple coming out, including Dune and Tenet, question mark. (laughs) Tenet always has that question mark. We're just, no one's sure. But Warner Brothers, I think, is a good pick, too, because it's always that kind of solid mainstream studio selections. Mm -hmm. Speaking ill of my own pick, maybe because (laughs) their, their films are the big mainstream hits that those films are less likely to come out over the next nine months than a smaller indie that can go straight to streaming. So we'll see. We'll see how what I just did to myself. And you said know. you're risk averse. Look at that. My next pick is going to be in Best Actress. I'm going to choose Kate Winslet for Ammonite. Thank God. I was... <laughs> oh, it stressed me out. <laughs> that stressed you out? I think that he has... He wants You'll Francis. see why. So Ammonite has a festival premiere coming up. And I think Kate Winslet is coming back around and ready to get back in an awards race. She was last there for Steve Jobs and maybe almost won that year in that weird supporting actress Mm -hmm. category. But this is her biggest lead role since Wonder Wheel. And she got good reviews for Wonder Wheel, but the movie was buried. So I think I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see her in this. So Yeah, I can't wait for this. This is a huge, huge year for Best Actress. And I think... Well, I can't really go into it because that <laughs> gives away strategy. So we'll, we can discuss as we go along. Well, okay. I knew that you two would be coming in hot, ready to select your best actresses from our <laughs> best of the decade episode. Because we have yep. opinions. <laughs> uh, Kate actually wasn't like one of my top choices. My next pick might surprise you both, especially after... Olivia Coleman's win in the favorite, but I'm going for Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, who okay. will likely be supporting, even though we don't have to qualify that, but I think she has a really good chance at that Oscar she hasn't gotten yet. I think I think that's a good pick. And the Academy loves in its time award, and she, well, I can't say this because it might spoil 
another pick. Never mind. I am going to select someone in the actress category, and I'm going to select... Mm, no, no, no. I'm going back on that. <laughs> I'm going to select someone in the actor category. Someone who I think has already given us positive reviews, who's older, and who I think will play well at critic circles and large industry awards, and that is Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Yeah, that was on mine. Oh, <laughs> that was a big one. He was going to be my next oh, pick. Oh, man. Who took Lindo from me? Oh, you took Fincher from me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have another one. For my next pick, I am going Actress. And I'm going to... How much time do I have? Like 40 seconds. I... Okay. For my next pick, I'm going Actress. And I'm going to select Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy. <sighs> okay. Does Hillbilly Elegy have buzz? Yeah. yeah. Is it our buzz? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I think I look at it and see that Ron Howard is directing it's, it. That's tough. And yeah. I think the definitely the cast does look great. It's but it could go Ron either Howard way. Yeah. Me. It really could. So rounding out the actress category, I'm picking Jennifer Hudson. Oh my god. <laughs> that's who I was hoping wow. you wouldn't say. I was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. Now, are we letting you take points if she gets song as well? No. Okay. Yeah, I would say no. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, at those those categories are just categories. But specific. you could get right. song with film. So okay. if you want to right. pick respect as your film, I am letting you do that. I'm not falling for that trick. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> okay, Bennett, you're up. You have two picks. Okay, I'm going to finish my production company category and go with BBC Films. Okay. Um, so on the opposite side of the scale as WB, I know they at least have Ammonite and Never Rarely, Sometimes Always as some options. And I think that, especially because Never Rarely, Sometimes Always is already out and has stuck in people's minds pretty well. I mm-hmm. think in critics' awards especially, it might show up or in smaller awards. But That brings me to a question, and I don't think I can ask it, but... If there's overlap, you both get points. Oh, yeah. then we both get points. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's not yeah. like knocked yeah. out. Yeah. So like Paramount was the producer on Chicago 7, but Netflix is the distribution. We would both get points. Okay. And my next pick is going to be also to take him off the table for other categories, Aaron Sorkin oh, for writing <laughs> oh. The Trial of Chicago 7. Wow. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> Should have taken him sooner. Also a Netflix film, It I don't think it has a uh, release date yet, but because it's distributed by Netflix, it's more likely to come out than otherwise, and he's had three writing nominations and one win and was nominated for Molly's Game, mm-hmm. the last film he directed, so I think writing is his best chance. That was a good one. He's on my list, but, you know, can't select him anymore. It's fine. Didn't get there. Okay, I'm choosing Minari for film, and I'm hoping... Risky. I'm I'm hoping this is... This could be a really big indie spirit award movie, so pull through. For sure. You could definitely pick up points there. Okay, I'm going to select my next film, which is off the calendar, so that's very scary. I'm going to be risky here. I'm going to select The French Dispatch... Wes Anderson's next film. That was going to be my next choice for film, too. Okay. I agree. I think even though it's off the calendar, all of the craft involved mm-hmm. and, and the giant mm-hmm. cast, that I think there's potential for just high volume of nominations. Exactly. I think knowing what we know about Wes Anderson films and what this one is supposed to be, having the color and the black and mm-hmm. white and just everything along with it. I can't wait for it. My next pick for best actor, 
I will be selecting a shoe-in nominee. 2017 winner, Gary Oldman. <laughs> I will be taking him for Mank. <laughs> Someone had to do it. I am going to finish my production company category with Searchlight, which I think might only be French Dispatch and Nomadland, but two really strong movies. So we're almost at the halfway point. So we're in the range now where the picks are going to start getting a little mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what's coming. <laughs> I'm going to maybe hop on Sophia's coattails and make Nick mad mm. at the same time and choose Tom Burke for Mank yes! in Best Actor or Supporting Actor. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. I hope it happens. I love Tom Burke. I think he got enough attention last year for the souvenir and praise for it that now having a maybe presumably large role in a David Fincher film playing Orson Welles. It's huge. That I think that's a big jump up for him. So hopefully Gary Oldman doesn't dominate him and Sophia gets all the points. (laughs) But we'll see. And I'm also going to choose in the overall film category, West Side Story. I don't necessarily have very high hopes that it will be a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, about it. Maybe it's maybe Ansel Elgort as the lead has like really soured things for me. But I think that everything else about it, for it to have a big cast, big director, big screenwriter, and a lot of craft going into it, that I think it mm-hmm. could hit in a lot of categories. I think so too. We've gone here before, and there's already drama with Ansel. Apart from being the lead, I think that's an issue. But I didn't put it on any of mine. But I could totally see it being in with nominations and like in multiple categories. It was on my list for films. Musicals also are kind of dark horses, or they do really well. So Golden Globes, you benefit from the extra category, the separation. You have sure. all the technical awards it could get, Spielberg, etc. Do I go with my last film, or do I go for director? Because I haven't chosen a single director yet. I know, I haven't either. That's what I, I'm debating. Oh. I'm really rooting for her. I think I have to do it. I'm going to go for Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Oh, I was thinking you would pick her. And I think this is a good pick, too, because her first feature, The Rider, did really well. It picked up a bunch of Independent Spirit Award nominations, and she got a Best Director nomination there. I'm about to do something crazy. You know, on multiple episodes, I've spoken ill of this man. But in my director selection, I am going to be choosing Christopher Nolan for Tenet. Hmm. (laughs) We know it's coming out. I don't have Tenet on any of my lists. I do have it in one. I, I don't have high just, hopes for like Oscars for it, but none no. of us know, though. <laughs> Again, it's it's coming out. Who is to say? <laughs> it has the minimum requirement behind it. For my next pick, I would love to walk that pick back. I made it. We're good. Written in ink. So I'm going to be selecting my last film, and I think it's one that is just pure Oscar bait. And I've already selected its producer elsewhere, but that is Trial of the Chicago 7. So, Bennett, we can both get points for Sorkin now. Wow, you found a way. <laughs> oh, my list is so broy. I hate it. I think with, I, like, I found in predicting things out without festivals really happening that much and without anything having come out 
over the summer, I found myself looking to the producers and directors and writers who are like tried and true. Mm -hmm. And that is a full boys club. Exactly. So it's all like Nolan, Fincher, Spielberg, Sorkin, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. All right, Nick. Okay. I'll just take this one too. I'll take Hillbilly Elegy for film. I don't know why I'm laughing. I think since Bennett asked, does this have Oscar buzz? I've started thinking, like, does it just have our Oscar buzz? Like, is it real? it's across the table. (laughs) It definitely showed up on lists. I just... Okay, I'm going to choose my second director. And it feels like a bigger risk now than it did when I was writing it. And I'm going to choose Kelly Reichard for First Cow. (gasps) My girl! I think... Again, that's one that has decidedly come out already and is eligible and has stayed in the conversation. Kelly Reichardt has never gotten any type of, like, you know, real mainstream Oscar buzz in the past. But if the selection list is shorter this year than previous, then I think First Cow might stay in the conversation longer. And I love Kelly Reichardt. She's amazing. And again, smaller award shows. Very possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to choose... Also my second creative choice, and I guess potentially knock him out in other categories if he's in them, and that's Charlie Kaufman Mm. for writing Thinking of Ending Things. Nice. Same scheduled Netflix premiere. Trailer out. Multiple nominee has won before in this category. Oh, I forgot I took Mank. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you did take Mank. How'd you forget? Okay, I'm going to go creative thinking cinematography robert yeoman for the french dispatch okay nice okay so my next pick i'm going in the creative category i am going to select jack fincher for mank is he a first-time screenwriter Mm -hmm. it's his only imdb credit crazy interesting yeah i went went a little rogue totally (laughs) totally might be you know swept up in the whole thing or maybe could could be itself very very good 100 percent hannah hand in that but you know i would allow it well yeah Jeez. because <laughs> imagine david fincher not touching something in his own film yeah like that just seems but aren't there some other examples of that where a director uh like recruits one of their siblings to help write something didn't quaron well that was all about eve do that with his brother jonas yeah all about eve Oh. Well, and the thing about this is Jack Fincher isn't even David Fincher's brother. It's his father who wrote the screenplay for Mank before he died. And David Fincher decided to take it on. So he could win this award posthumously. Okay, and I have another. Thinking about the like Independent Spirit Awards or smaller award shows, guilds. For my director, I'm going to be selecting Sofia Coppola for On the Rocks. I'm surprised that's the first time... On the Rocks has been yeah. mentioned. Me too. I thought Nick would be all over I it. I did too. That's why I was Don't like, worry, hmm, I wonder if I'll get this I've one. I've come across it. I just haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> well, with A24, I did get it, so... Just for picture, sure. though. Right. There's a possibility. But yeah. Continuing in the director category, finishing my two, Spike Lee for Defy Bloods. I think this is a good pick, and Spike Lee got a Best Director nomination for Black Klansman, but one for screenplay, so I can totally see this happening for Defy of Bloods. The more I keep thinking about it, I'm really loving this Tom Burke pick. <laughs> Thanks. It both seems like a risk and not a risk mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. What's going to be funny is know. when we'll one of our movies comes out and it's a bomb, just not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, I'm expecting almost all of mine to be pushed to 2022. Or that. I do have some insider info on one of them. And it wasn't one of my picks. And I will not be saying... It's one of my picks, I'm sure. (laughs) Sophia, we just made the same face. I will not be saying (laughs) whose it is, but... Whatever. um, It was a disappointing thing to hear, for sure. Do I only have three picks left? Actor, actress, and wildcard? Yeah. Okay, for my next two picks, I'm going to do one in actress and one in actor. For actor, I'm going to say Tom Hanks in News of the World. Nice. Something I also thought about, yeah. Yeah, Paul Greengrass doesn't have a lot of acting nominations in his films, and Tom Hanks missed out on one for Captain Phillips that he probably should have won that year. But I think Tom Hanks is also on the upswing with his first nomination last year for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, first nomination in a while. And then we like have barely touched actress, so I have too many choices. Mm -hmm. And my second choice in actress is going to be Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. Not even Shirley. I'm surprised. I think that Shirley is going to be too esoteric for most but the oscar nominated the invisible man <laughs> i think so i'm well i'm betting on it i think it is out it's i think out. she got rave reviews for it there's no question that it won't be eligible and i think that shirley might be a more artsy way for her to gather support and funnel it into the invisible man i think it could happen that's fair okay my last actor choice will be bill murray for on the rocks Every one of my actor options feasibly was chosen. It was my last option. Yep. (laughs) I have a really crazy one listed, but I have no idea when it's going to come out. And I'll just say it now because we can't pick it anyway. But I had Denzel listed for the Cohen Macbeth. Right. It's not coming out, right? I think it's supposed to be but later. Now but now it's later. Yeah. So that's like a If we really... do this next year, then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we do it next year, that's going to be my, definitely the one, my mank. <laughs> okay. I can't decide if I want to do it and be crazy or for my next actress pick, I'm selecting, kind of riding your coattails, Bennett, a little bit, but I will be selecting Saoirse Ronan for Ammonite. Hmm. Interesting. Do we know if that, it, it seems like a two-hander. Mm-hmm. But I, it seems like sh- if one of them goes supporting, it might be Sersha. Yeah, I'm interested in that. But I agree. I think Sersha is just an award awards magnet, and maybe this will be the one. We'll see. Right, total awards magnet, along with Kate Winslet, and I think they could both play off of each other here, and Sersha could get Oscar nomination number five. Okay, so then my last creative selection, I will be. Oh, this is so annoying. If someone has two credits, I have to pick which one. Yes. I had to choose the Invisible Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't have to, but I did. Yeah, you you did. You're right. Okay. So for my next pick, because I already get points for Dune, I'm going to be selecting Hans Zimmer for Hillbilly Elegy. I thought that was the one you Is that were a good mentioning. Pick? <laughs> I don't think he'll be nominated for Dune. Those movies do not get nominated in score, but he's out anyway. Him doing a drama is so weird. So I am curious. Right. And he's usually nominated for these, like, grand epic scores, like Inception or Interstellar. So I'm excited to see what he does with a drama score, especially since he won for The Lion King. So it's been a while since he's won an Oscar. I had another composer listed, but that is it was another one that I would get points for already anyway. Okay, my favorite category, another cinematography creative, Eric Messerschmidt for Mank. <laughs> 
You just... Did I screw you up again? Yeah, you did, but it's okay. I should have taken him earlier. <laughs> I, I I already have Mank, was... and I kind of didn't want to do that, but I think that's a strong black and white picture. Yep. So that's in your additional creative yeah. category? Yeah. So okay. I'm done, pretty much. Last last pick, Bennett. Can't believe... Oh, it's me? I can't believe it's you two left picks. film for your last pick. Yeah. I know. I forgot I, I forgot I had a third. I forgot. That's my bad. <laughs> so you have a film and a wild card. Okay. I'm going to go to use my wild card. I'm going to go with Alexandra Byrne, who did the costumes for Emma. Mm. Oh. Very oh, good. Interesting. That's one that of, again, already released. The film was well enough received, but the costumes were universally praised. Uh, she has w- been nominated five times and has won before all of her period costumes. And the costumes in that movie are definitely like the big piece that stood out from it. And I forgot that I had a third <laughs> pick for film. And all the good ones have been taken. <laughs> except for one that I'm very scared to choose. But I, I'm i going to go ahead and choose Tenet. Okay. <laughs> if it's released and if it's eligible... I think there's a lot of potential nominations there. Nick, can you believe that you don't have any Tenet or Nolan on your list? It's crazy. Oh, it's my last one. I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. I could kind of just throw it away. There's so many other actresses. I know. That's what I'm debating for my wild card. But the two that I could use have both won pretty recently. So I think that kind of takes it out for me. Those are the ones I have too. Okay. <laughs> I have a cu- I have a couple more options. My time is up. I'm gonna give this to a movie that will be premiering at festivals. And even though I can't give it to the film, I'm going director Regina King for One Night in Miami. Nice Her directorial debut. Awesome. I think it's showing at the New York Film Festival and at Toronto. Last one, Sophia. Um, I don't know how wild I want to make my wild card. For my wild card pick, I'm just choosing a duo that I really like. And weirdly enough, I've already chosen a composer, but I will be selecting Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank for the score. That's a great way to end this. I think they were my next creative choice, yeah. That is a great way to end, but I have to say, do you guys know what one of my actress picks was going to be? I bet, Bennett, you can guess. One of our favorites, who has been nominated fairly recently. Not Frances. Mm-mm. Not Frances. She was on my shortlist mm-hmm. for Nomadland, but... I think the recent win was why I didn't put her on. Or Viola. That was my other one that I wasn't sure about. Viola, oh, okay. Viola, and then Leslie Manville also. Oh. <sighs> For ordinary, ordinary love. Ordinary love? Yeah. yeah. But it was too risky. That's how I felt about Viola as well. I had um, Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> in French yeah. Exit down. I think she mm-hmm. is also... Other, she had a lead role a few years ago in Where's Kira? But that was a super small movie and otherwise has not been taking leads. But this is seems like a big, meaty lead role for her. She looks great in with. the stills. Yeah, French Exit is the New York Film Festival's closing night picture. And I just read I also... that the cat is voiced by Tracy Letts. <laughs> what? There you go. <laughs> I love that. We should have just done a best actress draft because I still have so many options <laughs> that I could have taken. Olivia Coleman mm-hmm. for The Father. Yeah. I thought about Sophia Loren has a movie, The Life Ahead, yeah. that's going to be on Netflix. She's oh. on the shortlist, too, yeah. So you get that with Netflix. That's That was big for you. And I think we didn't even mention 
Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which will also be released on Netflix and another feature for Viola. Is that, from what I saw, that seemed less Likely? of a sure oh, thing no to be released this year. Yeah, I haven't heard a single thing about the, it. I think there was just l- less information available about it than the other unslated mm-hmm. Netflix films. So I wasn't sure. Even though it did complete filming about a year ago, so you would think it would it could come out this year. Another one was Tom McCarthy's Stillwater, kind of a, his mm-hmm. follow-up to Spotlight, which was a big Oscar contender and winner, so none of us mentioned that. I know, and I thought about that too. Matt Damon yeah. is in that, so that seems like an Oscar bait type of movie, but I really did. I mean, I, re- I went with the sure things, I feel like. As sure of things as we have, most of them, I didn't really spread the wealth across that many movies when I look at it. So now let's all read through our 2020 award season draft teams. Bennett, you can start. Okay, so my list for my three picks for film, I have To Five Bloods, West Side Story, and Tenet. For production companies, I have Warner Brothers and BBC Films. My directors are David Fincher for Mank and Kelly Reichard for First Cow. My actors are Tom Burke for Mank and Tom Hanks for News of the World. (laughs) My actresses are Kate Winslet for Ammonite and Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. And my creatives, which included my flex, are Aaron Sorkin for writing The Trial of the Chicago 7, Charlie Kaufman for writing I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and Alexandra Byrne for The Costumes of Emma. My picks are for film, Mank, Minari, and Hillbilly Elegy. For production companies, A24 and Searchlight. For director, I have Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Spike Lee for Defy Bloods. For actor, I have Delroy Lindo for Defy Bloods and Bill Murray for On the Rocks. For actress, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy and Jennifer Hudson for Respect. My creatives, Robert Yeoman for The French Dispatch and Eric Messerschmidt for Mank. And my wild card is Regina King for director of One Night in Miami. So my picks for my three films, I selected Dune, The French Dispatch, and Trial of the Chicago 7. For my production company or producer categories, I selected Netflix and Steven Spielberg. For my directors, I selected Christopher Nolan for Tenet and Sofia Coppola for On the Rocks. For actor, I selected Anthony Hopkins for The Father and Gary Oldman for Mank. For actress, I selected Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy and Saoirse Ronan for Ammonite. For my creatives, which also include my wild card, We've really got to hope that Mank does well here. (laughs) I selected Jack Fincher for writing Mank. I selected Hans Zimmer as composer of Hillbilly Elegy. And I selected Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross composers for Mank. Lots of Mank love across the board. I have to say I really hate how old and like tried and true my list looks. That's the way that I went, but... I like how they're all diverse, though, and how we kind of split up nominees for sure. I don't think there's a clear winner, especially right now. Yeah, it's what does a clear winner even look like right now, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I think, Nick, that your list looks really good for like independent spirit and critics yeah. awards. So that was watch a, there. That was so we can kind of get into strategies now if we want really quickly. But that was one of my big ones was not to just shuffle everything onto the Oscars. It was to think about other award shows and while something might be snubbed from the Oscars, it might do really well at, say, the Spirit Independent Awards. So we'll see. Yeah. And I think for movies, for me, like selecting the films, it was knowing how many awards they could potentially pick up. Mm-hmm. And that's why primarily I selected Dune and the French Dispatch and Trial of Chicago 7, too. I think that all three of those, in particular, Dune and the French Dispatch, can really pick up those below the line Oscar categories. So if you're yeah. thinking costume design, editing, technical, sound, all those types of categories, those films I think can be strong there. Then also when I looked at my actors and my creatives, I wanted people who would perform well with critics and with big awards shows like the Golden Globes and the Oscars. And I also wanted people who I thought would have standout work at Guild Awards. That was kind of how I decided to spread my wealth while it was concentrated across a couple of movies. I think that the performances or the creatives are doing the type of work that will be recognized across the board. You know, I wanted to gamble on some of them, but knowing that even as the Academy gets more diverse, they typically like selecting people who've been nominated before or who have won before, or who they know. That's partially why I hate that I picked Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman, but there they are. (laughs) And I think for me, getting my list together and trying to prioritize the options within each category, I put a lot of thought into the state of the world and what eligibility might look like when it comes time to vote for Oscars. Whereas in any other year, a lot of my picks, I think, could be written off pretty quickly as having come out too early in the year or not having been big enough films. And some of the other choices where it's this big film that we know is slated to come out in the fall and there's little chance that it'll be moved to a whole nother year. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll, you know, move between the fall and winter, but nothing as much as a full delay to be out of the eligibility window that I put a lot more weight into the critically praised films that have already come out and took tried to take a lot of weight away from the big prestige films that have not come out and either don't have a date right now have never have a, had a date or don't have a distributor that is going to likely get them out so I kind of had things like oh well netflix is distributing it so that's going up (laughs) in my ranking because that is theaters or no theaters they're more likely to get it out this year Mm -hmm. so i think that that's where i end up getting some picks on this list like kelly reichard elizabeth moss alexandra byrne to five bloods things like that that i'm betting more on what i think would could be a great thing of early year you know spring films making it to the oscars and being heralded on the same level as fall and winter films and then of course one of my films is Tenet (laughs) Uh, so a real wide range (laughs) of options we had to find a way to get Tenet in there and I think it's perfectly fitting that overall Tenet was the 40th selection (laughs) (laughs) took us a while no one wanted to do it but if we do look at so our first five selections we had 
Netflix, Mank, De Five Bloods, David Fincher for Mank, and then Delroy Lindo for De Five Bloods. All five of those Netflix. All Netflix. Yeah. Wow. And interestingly, the I also had On the Rocks as options throughout because it's being distributed by Apple. And I was thinking how much do I think that they'll be able to get something released and have any type of you know, like awards push behind it the way that Netflix has developed their awards campaign and strategy over the years to finally break through that would, even though it's Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, would that film at Apple be able to get kind of break through into the competition? And I ultimately decided against it. I know it did show up in a few places. But though. I think along with that, Apple is so new, even if they don't win anything this year. I mean, they're attached with some A24 films, so I think there is potential their name is going to be out there. And I think really their big push is for next year's Killers of the Flower Moon, which is already the biggest movie of next year, the biggest sale for an Apple film. So regardless of what happens, they have so much potential for the future and as an awards contender next year. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon will be our mank next year when we do this draft mm-hmm. again. <laughs> I mean, mank, mank better be good. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening i love doing this we're definitely gonna have to keep these inventive games coming because it really it makes research and planning a lot easier it was so fun and i didn't get as competitive or angry as i thought i would i feel like doing all of the research really got me excited for the next few months and made it more clear to me what kind of the current state of the films and their releases are I feel like most online publications, at least, are not doing a lot of previews to the fall season because we don't know what it's going to be. So kind of hunting them down ourselves was um, a lot of fun. I think we had a little leg up from when we did our rest of 2020 pod a while back. But in the same way, I'm not sure we did because things have still changed rapidly since then. So I don't know if that had any effect Yeah, it was interesting and really fun to do the research and think more about what award season could look like because it made me realize that I kind of plan my year around award season. That sounds silly, but that's how my calendar goes. Like I always think of those events as things that really get me through the winter and that's just, it's how I run my calendar and not having certainty in that is so hard, but something like this, I think embracing the uncertainty and trying to plan for it anyway i thought was a lot of fun so on our next pod we're going to be celebrating as we have today (laughs) everything david fincher we're going to do a little retrospective of him because two of his films are coming up on big anniversaries we have seven approaching its 25th anniversary it was originally released on september 22nd 1995 and then the social network its 10-year anniversary. It was released on October 1st, 2010. I can't wait for that. We'll be diving deep into both of those and also giving you our top five Fincher films, which I wonder how similar ours will be. I'm sure they'll be different going off of how you treated Gone Girl in our popular Oscars episode. (laughs) I'll give it a rewatch and see if if I just totally have to apologize for everything I've said about it recently. (laughs) And Bennett, thank you so much for coming on. It was so good to have you back. 
Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for introducing both fun and a lot of stress into my life. <laughs> so now I have more stakes in the game than maybe I ever have in the I past. And I hope that over the next few weeks and months, as you guys do more normal podcasts about other topics, that you give some updates on how maybe some of our films are doing. Like, oh, well, Mank got pushed. <laughs> or looks like the Oscars are extended through June. Things like that. I hope you keep the listeners updated. And then when I hop back on, whenever that day comes, then we can commiserate together. That's a great yeah, idea. For sure. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for a David Fincher episode. And as always, stay safe and wear your masks.